I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. episode might elicit a reaction from people because it's been brought up on social media a lot and there's a very blunt answer that I don't think people are going to like. Good morning and welcome to the podcast to be named later here on DK Sports Radio. My name is Alex Stumpf. I want to talk about the people who aren't with the Pirates to start this to start this episode and not you know Tyler Glass now Austin Meadows you know the that worn out angle from it no we're going to talk about the people that two or three years ago people thought would be with the Pirates right now but aren't they're in Indianapolis namely Will Craig and Cole Tucker they aren't in the major leagues for one reason. And I'm going to elaborate on this, but I want to get this in case you just want to tune out, you know, 80 seconds in. They aren't in the major leagues because they haven't earned a spot. Meritocracy. They haven't done it. It's as simple as that. Let's expand a little bit. So, but if you just wanted the, the thesis statement, the let's boil it down into a tweet. There it is. The Pirates are not looking so hot at first base at the moment. Colin Moran, groin injury, he's on the injured list. He's doing some light baseball activities. Again, he started that Wednesday. That's good news for the Pirates, so it doesn't look like he's going to be out terribly long. But even if it's for another week, that's a week where you don't have a first baseman. And you don't even have your backup first baseman because... Phil Evans left Wednesday's game a little banged up. That's not good either. So, where's Will Craig? Craig, to his credit, has homered three times already this season. And actually, all three have been in the last two games on Tuesday and Wednesday. And cards on the table... I think the Pirates and Indianapolis are not so subtly showing their hand here because for the first time since 2016, Will Craig played third base yesterday. And if the Pirates love anything, it is versatility in their players. And if Will Craig could be, hey, I can fill in at first base. If you need me to play a little corner outfield, I'll play some corner outfield. If you need someone, you know, cats and dogs are raining, living together, the whole Ghostbusters sequence of events from Bill Murray, I can play third base too again. That has appeal, especially for a presumed bench job. 
You know who else could do it? Hunter Owen. Hunter Owen got the call before Will Craig. Both of them had to be added to the roster. Craig hasn't been added to the roster, I guess I should clarify, but Owen also had to be added to the roster to make the major leagues, and Owen was here for a minute. He got hit in the hand with a pitch. It slowed him down. He had one start, one pinch hit appearance. They let him go. He's in DFA limbo at the moment. Maybe someone will claim him. Maybe somebody won't. Either way, I mean, good for Hunter Owen in general. Just a kid who, a kid who busted his butt to get that opportunity. 25th round pick, you know, worked at a golf club to, you know, during the pandemic because he didn't get involved in the alternate site. Will Craig was at the alternate site. Will Craig got a, a similar length call-up to the majors last year. Just a couple days, cup of coffee, get a start, see how things go. And you know what? The Pirates, they gave Will Craig a good long look last year. They brought him the Major League Spring Training. They gave him a good long look there. And don't you think that says everything that needs to be said? That here we are, I'm recording this on the night of May 12th, that Will Craig is in the Major Leagues, whatever they're getting ready to go on their third, fourth straight infielder at first base. And, you know, depending on the severity of Philip Emmons' injury, I, I could be saying this, and <laughs> you could be listening to this if you listen to this on the way home, and Will Craig is in the major leagues. I don't know. We don't know yet exactly the severity of Phil Evans' injury. We do not know if Will Craig will be called up. And like I said, there were a couple, you know, breadcrumbs there that led to, hey, you know, Will Craig might be getting that call again, but you can't pretend that this guy is Will Craig 2016 first-round draft pick. He is Will Craig, player who was designated for assignment. Okay? This isn't... He was drafted in 2016, and what the Pirates valued most was his arm and his power and his bat. The arm doesn't play at first base, and to Will Craig's credit... He still became a gold glove defender at first base. That's a wash, in, in my opinion. Actually, that's a feather in Will Craig's cap right there. Taking a raw tool, even if you can't use it, providing a lot of value on defense. That's good. But minor league gold glove first baseman, that alone is not enough to make you into a major league player. And you can point to the 20-something homers he hit with a juice ball in Indianapolis in 2019, not last year, in 2019, but he slugged like 430. His He provided, compared to just the rest of the offense, below league average results as a hitter. Even in that double-A season in 2018, whenever he drove in a lot of runs, you know what happened? He popped the ball up a ton. He had this raw power with a metal bat. With a wooden bat, yeah, he's shown that he could hit 20-something in the minors. And you know what? If he got up to the major leagues, he probably could hit 10 to 10 to 15 if he got a full season's worth of at-bats, maybe even 20. But do you really want to go through that? Like, this is a guy who, if we're being honest right now, just thinking of Pirates' first basements that they've trotted out over the last decade, this guy is what, Gabby Sanchez at best? Gabby was a pretty good defender, someone who could hit lefties well enough. Maybe a platoon player at absolute most for Will Craig. That's like the ceiling of what we're talking about here. 
Cole Tucker. Cole Tucker came into spring training with every opportunity to win the shortstop job, and he didn't. And yeah, a lot of that was because of the injury. It sidelined him. Whenever he came back, he didn't have the full mojo. But then they sent him down to Florida instead of the alternate site in April. And they called it skill development. They liked what he did offensively, but I... I, this might be, I, I will admit, I have not seen the post-skill development Cole Tucker swing. You know, really. Just like a blip on, on like a highlight video. But that's it. Like, the body just doesn't move naturally whenever he swings. Could he rectify it? Could he right the ship? Could he become an everyday shortstop despite everything that's happened so far? Still, yeah, sure. But people who are crying, why isn't he here? Why isn't he getting a shot? Same thing with Will Craig. The Pirates gave him a good long look in 2020. Yes, it was in the outfield. It was an unnatural position. It, you know, that that's taxing to learn a new position, to have it be in the outfield, actually. You're running around a whole lot more. That does tax on the body more. But frankly, Cole Tucker did not look good last year. And that's why. Between that, the spring training performance, them feeling like, no, this guy's swing isn't even in a position that if we had to call him up the next day, that he'd be our first choice. Just like a laundry list of things. Like, no, that's where Cole Tucker stands right now. Another guy who could theoretically be up as, as you're listening to this Thursday. Just because he's on the roster. If Phil Evans has to go on the IL, they could put him at, you know, shortstop or third. You know, because I guess Eric Gonzalez will be the first baseman. That's how desperate things are becoming at first base. And that's the indictment towards Will Craig. The Pirates very well could go into Thursday's game with Eric Gonzalez at first base and, like, Ben Gamble in his four career innings at first base. Two of them that came this week as the backup. Maybe, like, Perez or Stallings. I mean, they're good receivers they could probably fake it for a couple innings if need be they don't have natural first baseman anymore and they've got a guy who was a first round pick waiting there but he just never developed properly Cole Tucker just never developed properly first round picks who had this potential but just player development is going to be so important for this organization going forward to rectify everything that they didn't do wrong. And I know I mostly talk about pitching, and that's because the pitching was the most egregious of the sins of the previous regime. I can't tell you how amazing it was, you know, after the Curve's first game, I, I asked uh, Miguel Perez, the Curve manager, like, what did you think of Contreras' night? He's like, you know, he, he attacked the zone with his best stuff, and you're going to see that a lot with all our pitchers. It's like, that is, that should be music to everyone's ears. I know this is a little sidetracked. <laughs> this is what you get with Stream of Conscious Podcasts. I'm sorry. But that should be music to everyone's ears. That that's how the Pirates are approaching player development. And you know what? Part, if they do get the call up to AAA or even the majors this year, I wouldn't be shocked with the way Contreras has pitched if he you know, gets a call up in September at this rate. I can't imagine he's going to be in Altoona much longer. What the, what does, <laughs> what the heck does he have left to prove there? Like, does he actually have to throw the complete game nine inning no-hitter? It's all the pitches that are working right now. He's shown something. Will Craig and Cole Tucker had a whole year 
with this new regime to show what they had to offer. And right now, parts are like, you know what, we'll give Stokes a shot instead first. And part of that is because Stokes is new to the organization. They want to see him in that opportunity. We'll give Hunter Owen that shot. Hunter Owen was with the organization, but he wasn't at the alternate site. He's mostly new to this new regime. They are getting the same opportunities in 2021 that Tucker and Craig got in 2020. So no, I can't get worked up that they're not here right now. Because they would have showed something at the alternate site. They would have showed something at Indianapolis. They would have showed something at spring training that grabbed them and said, Hey, I am a, I am a position player. I am a guy on your team. Will Craig, I can't remember which insider it was, but I know back in Insider, like I got a little into like, hey, you know, Will Craig's at a pretty good spot right now with how the roster's constructed. I know he just got booted from the 40-man, but there really is no one <laughs> on the roster who fills this niche, and he just hasn't taken a hold of it since. There's still time. There's still time, and maybe Will Craig and Cole Tucker and a lot of these other guys who just hanging out in Indianapolis limbo, the Alfords, the Fowlers, they're, it feels like a good chunk of that team falls into this, you know, catch-all. And that's not just, you know, indictment on the Pirates. That's a lot of AAA teams. That's where a lot of guys who just haven't clicked in the majors, you know, prospects who have lost their shine, that's where they more or less max out, except for, like, occasional calls up to the majors. Maybe Craig or Tucker are the next ones up. But I can't blame the Pirates for giving other people their first shot instead of giving them a second. We're going to take a quick break whenever we come back. All right. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I guess this is going to be two segments that I'm sure is going to elicit some discussion because I am tired of hearing about Mitch Keller's confidence. Welcome back to the show, I guess I should say. This is the podcast to be named later here on DK Sports Radio. Mitch Keller's problem is in confidence. It isn't that he's scared to be in the major leagues. It isn't the pressure 
is getting to him. And do you know why I know this? Because we didn't start talking about Mitch Keller's confidence until he entered his third season in the majors. I have seen what it looks like whenever a pitcher just doesn't have confidence. And his name was Tyler Glass now. Tyler Glass now, in 2017, I, I was freelancing at a couple places at the time. I wasn't doing, you know, full-time beat work, but I spent a decent amount of time in the Pirates clubhouse. I saw just how dejected a person Tyler Glass now looked like after a lot of those starts. How it looked like he was just told that his dog died. And he does this post-game interview after giving up five runs over two and a third. I've seen that. I don't see that with Mitch. And I know it's not always going to look the same, but... Tyler Glass now is my litmus test. From now on, of like, if it's truly a confidence problem, I don't think confidence problems are as big a deal as people say, or people like to make them out to be. And I'm tired of hearing about the confidence thing, because we have to really address the important thing here, which is Mitch Keller's stuff just isn't working right now. He doesn't have command. Command issues and confidence issues are two very separate things, and to mask command issues as confidence issues is just ignoring the real root of the problem. And you know what? Maybe it does lead to confidence issues if everyone's saying, like, you're scared, you're scared, you're scared, and the parts aren't saying that, I know, but I'm just tired of reading it. Because here's the deal. Mitch Keller as a rookie versus Mitch Keller now Stuff just isn't moving. It just isn't moving as much. Like, the slider. 300 RPMs less than his rookie year. The curveball. Over 100 RPMs less. Fastball. Over 100 RPMs less. Like, that's significant. That's significant. Just It's just not moving as much. And maybe the fastball, a little bit of it is, you know, he's going up in the zone a little more. He's always had good efficiency. It's been efficiency with that. He's been working on that. He's aiming up in the zone a little more than he did, you know, back then. But that's not enough. Whenever the breaking stuff isn't moving, it hangs over the plate. And it leads to hits. And it leads to... Or more importantly, just foul balls. You want to talk about why he he isn't, you know, striking out as many batters as he's walking more? Well, what should be a two-strike wipeout pitch hangs around, batter gets a piece of it, he has to go a little further out, you know, as a result, and all of a sudden, it's starting to break at a point where hitters are like, that's a ball, I don't have to swing at that. Then they take their base, pitch count gets worked up. His last start... He was so fastball heavy. And part of that was because the breaking stuff was just getting absolutely clobbered. Like, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was 10 swings, 7 balls in play, no whiffs, 4 hits. Like, what are you supposed to do there? First of all, if your curveball and slider on the night only get 10 whiffs, or 10 swings, 10 times a batter is like, you know what, I'm actually going to swing at that. That's not good. You'll get a couple cold strikes, but a lot of those are going to be balls. They're going to realize that it's out of the zone. And you know what? If you're really counting on your slider and curveball 
is get me over, get just throw it in the strike zone. That's a whole nother problem. That's a whole nother problem. He's not missing bats. That is what's really going on here. And you know what? Except for the times whenever Mitch Keller does miss bats. And he gets quick contact. And he gets quick outs. It's been this Jekyll and Hyde. Every other start, he's alternating between just looking absolutely hopeless. And there he is. There's Mitch Keller. That's the guy that we thought we were going to see this year. It's been alternating. And it's been quite amazing. As I say this now, he's probably going to go like five and a third innings of two-run ball. With, with seven strikeouts in this next start. It's actually kind of gotten a, a little bit boring to write about. <laughs> in, a, in a weird sense. Because I know people want to read about Mitch Keller. And they want to figure out what's wrong with Mitch Keller. I would love to know what's going on with Mitch Keller. I've talked to people. And the best, I, I, best I've gotten has been the, yo, the stuff just isn't moving as much anymore. And whenever he doesn't have fastball command to, you know, elevate it a little bit, that becomes even more problematic. And I I can't blame this on, you know, anything that's going on in the organization because this is his second year. And yeah, last year was shortened and then it was shortened on top of that because of the oblique injury. But I look at where JT Brubaker is right now. And... JT Brubaker is not the type of guy who has, you know, these visions of, I have to be the ace, I have to be, you know, the number one guy. Like, he, he, he's you know, like, I want to be a really good pitcher, I want to help the team win, you know, he does all that stuff. And not, it's, but he's kind of being put in that position. Like, what he did against Cincinnati in this last start, like, I don't think it was his absolute best stuff that he's had all year. But you know what? He was able to command it. He was throwing it on the black of the strike zone. And with the exception of one bad pitch that he hung to Jesse Winker on a 3-2 count after a long battle, he was in control that game. JT Brubaker is a guy that so far this season has never put the parts behind the eight ball. Like Even at his absolute worst, it's like, hey, you know, a lot of teams would still have a chance to win this game. Maybe not whenever you're betting Wilmer Defoe and, man, that lineup, that lineup on, on Wednesday was something, was something wicked. That was something fierce. That wasn't, that wasn't good. That was one of, I, I've been watching Pirates baseball since 2003. I know there have been worse lineups than that, but just one through nine, that's, that's not a good one. The Pirates recognize how important Mitch Keller is to this organization going forward. Mitch Keller recognizes that. Whenever he was in spring training, guys gravitated to him, the young pitchers, the Quinn Priesters. They're like, hey, whenever I come up, I'm going to be ready. And position player-wise, I love telling this story, you know, just talking to those two players in Bradenton about it, about how key he and Peguero really bonded at the alternate site there's a lot of mutual respect there and key told him right before he came up he's like hey you know what i'll be waiting for you in the major leagues and damn i mean if that isn't exactly what you want to hear one player say to another if you're a pirates fan right now for hayes to be like hey i'm going to be 
right here waiting for you, Pagero. Whenever Gonzalez is ready, that's going to be one hell of an infield we're going to have, man. I'll just be the first guy through the wall. The Pirates don't absolutely need Mitch Keller. If he doesn't pan out or whatever, it's not going to just completely sink this you know, whole rebuild, this whole build, whatever they want to refer to it as, this whole operation. But, man, it's a whole lot easier of a path if Mitch Keller develops into that front or even middle of the rotation arm that so many people said that he was going to be. I don't think it's a confidence problem. I really don't. And I think that's masking the more important thing, or two things. In one, he doesn't know where it's going. And two, it just isn't as good as what we saw his rookie year. That rookie year, that slider was so important, and it was wipeout. And it wasn't quite as sharp in 2020, but I chalked that up more to just how weird 2020 was and the oblique and like, okay, whatever. He showed that in 2020 that he could at least battle. And I'm not going to make a general statement like, oh, he hasn't shown that this year because half of the starts have been really good. That's what makes Mitch Keller so confusing. Like, if he if he's seven starts in, if he thrown six or seven duds by this point, it'd be probably a lot easier to pinpoint what is wrong with Mitch Keller. It'd be a lot easier of like, look, it is whatever it is. We could identify it. We could work on it. He's working on things, identifying things, but it's a lot harder whenever you do something. And he said after the last start, he thought he felt fine. And for three innings, he looked really good. And then just it completely went off the rails. Mitch Keller is a very important part to this organization going forward. And until this is fixed, until this is properly addressed by him, by the organization, the organization likes what he's doing, they know that Plenty of starters. He's made, what, two dozen starts of the major leagues. They realize a lot of pitchers have gone through similar growing pains at that time. And unfortunately for Mitch, because of the pandemic and how things have gone on, what it would normally be like a rookie season worth of you know, starts has been spread out over almost two calendar years. This is his third year in the majors. This is the second year under Oscar Marine. This was supposed to be the next step, the breakout. It hasn't happened, and there's only so much the Pirates can do. It's going to eventually have to come down to Mitch and to develop and to take that step. A lot of fun talk today, huh? (laughs) Just absolutely tearing apart internet narratives and just coming up with like look let's just look at this thing completely different other way i'm sure that's going to be well received but thank you so much for listening to the podcast to be named later if you haven't already subscribed to dk sports radio what are you waiting for there's a lot of good shows here get your bill tune in on saturday jared pruger and i we're gonna have some prospect talk it's always a good time whenever that happens Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk again next week.